Hello there, and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible broadcast. Glad to have you with me on the program today. My name is Phil Duddy. I'm an evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle, and I'm glad to be broadcasting once again from King, North Carolina. Uh, please do feel free to get in touch with us here at the program. We would love to hear from you. Uh, send us an email to redeemingthelost at icloud.com. And uh, continuing our series today, out of uh, just one single little verse in the Word of God, um, Revelation 1-9. Well, we started this on the previous program. I want to continue it on today uh, because um, if you heard the previous program um, or if you are just sort of living in America right now, uh, you will know that uh, 2020 has uh, not exactly been a normal year uh, by any sort of standard in the United States of America. It's, it's not been a normal year. You know, if you go back um, 2019, 2018, 2017, et cetera, and so forth, um, you, you won't really find a year like this one in terms of the political climate, in terms of the social climate, in terms of the economic climate, um, in terms of the medical climate. You won't really find a year uh, like this one. You know, a lot of people would say, and um, certainly a lot of people uh, floating around on the internet, they do say, you know, got all the internet memes about 2020 and stuff like that. It's a year you kind of want to skip over. You know, some people say, you know, well, you know, can't we just go back to 2019 or can't we just fast forward to 2021, maybe even 2022, just skip 2021 for good measure. Uh, but in any case, it just has not been a very uh, normal year. And it's been a um, very difficult year for a lot of folks in terms of uh, the, the worldly circumstances. And there's, um, you know, a lot of political, economic and um you know, social justice stuff going on right now. There's been a lot of spiritual upheaval as well, uh, sort of at the same time. And that's uh, sort of where we want to focus today. Uh, but let me read uh, Revelation 1 9 uh, once again. Uh, so the Word of God says this Revelation chapter 1, verse 9. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom of patience and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So just one sentence uh, from the word of God, hallelujah, um, it, it just answers everything. And, you know, when, when we say that Jesus is the answer for everything, you know, we're not being hokey and we're not being corny. Uh, we're not being sort of pie in the sky, wishful thinking, unicorns, rainbow, you know, you know, just all that, you know, falling from the sky, you know, it's it's not just sort of wishful, happy, glittery thinking uh, to say that Jesus is the answer for everything. Uh, because if you look at it, um, time of turmoil, Jesus Christ gives peace like the world cannot possibly give, like the world has never been able to give, like the world has never been able to give, Jesus Christ gives real peace. Jesus Christ gives real healing. Um, just, you know, uh, not only on the physical levels, you know, we've seen that in our church, and um, not only on the physical levels, but, you know, um, in terms of um, the, the emotional healing, in terms of uh, the psychological healing, uh, Jesus Christ provides for that. Uh, Jesus Christ is a firm foundation. Uh, Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ is a wonderful counselor. Jesus Christ is the Almighty God. Jesus Christ is Lord. And, uh, you know, Jesus Christ gives peace. 
and and um, and and the way he does it, he you know he deals with sin, and uh, this is something that you know we we've got to really. Uh, kind of have some humility here. We've got to have some real humility. We've got to have some real conviction, uh, because if you look at all of the, um, especially the social justice stuff in America right now, you know uh, the the reality is that uh, Jesus Christ does answer racism. Uh, racism is a real thing. It's a very real thing, and it's a very wicked thing. It's a very very bad thing. It's a lot, it's a thing that uh, really hurts a lot of people. It's a thing that hurts a lot of people today in 2020. It's a hurt. It's a thing that hurts a lot of people. You know, going back in history, um, all sorts of racism, and it's really really damaging, and it's really really wicked. It's really really wrong, and at the same time, Jesus Christ answers that. Uh, there's there's no racism in Christ. Uh, there there's um, uh, there there's brotherly love. You know the Bible talks a lot about that. There's there's love uh, between Christians. There's love between the brethren, and there's this love that Jesus Christ has for the world. Uh, we can go back to John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And uh, for God so loved the world, and that is people of all races. And um, and you know if you go back um, even to the creation and to the development of of races as we know them today, and we all go back to Adam. And we all go back to um, uh, the the first man who was created. And um, in in Jesus Christ, uh, we all have. Redemption. Uh, Jesus Christ shed His blood because all of us have sinned. Every single one of us have sinned, and racism is a manifestation of the sin nature. Racism is just one manifestation of that, and and Jesus Christ answers it, friend. Uh, Jesus Christ absolutely, perfectly, completely, and fully answers it. You know, yes, it's a manifestation of sin. And, 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 and yes, at the same time, Jesus Christ shed his blood, and his blood answers that. Um, Jesus Christ heals that. Jesus Christ heals the wounds that gets, that gets left by, by any sort of sin, and uh, you know that particular brand of hatred included. And uh, Jesus Christ gives the healing. Uh, Jesus Christ gives the forgiveness. Jesus Christ gives the reconciliation. You know, it's all found in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and uh, you know the anxiety, uh, the worry, uh, the anger, the hatred, uh, the the really wild fornication that's going on in America right now. Uh, the 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 adultery, uh, the sexual perversion, um, just just all of that stuff. You know, all, all, all of this that, that comes out of the sin nature, that comes out of our fallen nature, um, you know, all the blasphemy, all the idol worship, you know, that goes on, um, all of the, you know, people who just, you know, shrug off, you know, mom and dad and they dishonor their parents, um, all the theft that goes on right now, um, all, all of that stuff, all of the lying, all of the manipulation, you know, Jesus Christ... It's all sin, friend, and it's all manifestation of our sin nature. It's our sin nature um, being brought to light. It's um, it's sort of us putting feet and hands and will and money, and you know, we put all that in, and we express our our lust. Uh, we express our sin. Uh, we we express that. It just sort of naturally comes out of us. Uh, but the reality is that that God, knowing that. 
God being fully aware of that, uh, God being impacted by that, God being affected by that. You know, your sin, you know, it's, 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 it's an offense to God. Yeah, your sin is offensive to a holy God. And at the same time, you know, he's got a wrath and he's got, he's got a real justice. Um, and he's got a real holy wrath upon sin. But, but friend, the good news of the gospel is, and this is why, you know, the church needs to stand up. And the church does not need to withdraw. Uh, the church does not need to cloister itself. And the church does not need to back off. And, uh, you know, the, the church needs to stand up. And uh, we need to stand up, uh, not in a militant way, um, not in, a, in an aggressive physical way, uh, but we need to stand up in the love of God. Uh, we need to stand up and we need to minister in the love of God. We need to minister in faith. We need to minister in charity. We need to minister in affection. We need to minister in truth. We need to minister in wisdom. Uh, we need to minister because people need this. And, uh, and there is no better time, friend, than a time of turmoil, than a time of upheaval, than a time of tribulation in the, in the political, economic, social sense. Uh, there is no better time uh, for the church to stand up. Uh, there is no better time for the church to preach the gospel. There is no better time for the church to minister um, uh, to, uh, to people who are, who are just they're lost people, and they're acting like lost people, so we don't condemn them for acting like lost people, but we minister to them because Christ said, you know, love him, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, all of your mind, all of your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so we need to love our neighbors here and, and we need to stand up. And, and this is what I say, you know, when Jesus Christ answers it all, friend, you know, when, when you get saved, uh, friend, you know, that, that changes your life. That changes everything. You know, it changes eternity. You know, you, you receive the Holy Spirit. Um, you, you come under the blood. The blood of Jesus is applied to you. All of your sin is forgiven. All of your sin is washed away. Uh, you, you've, got a, you, you, you've got the righteousness of Christ. You've got the Holy Spirit. Uh, you come into church. You know, you've got the, the, the brothers and the sisters in the church. Uh, you've, got, you've got that. And, and, and really, all of the scars that sin leaves. You know, there's nothing that Jesus Christ can't handle. There's nothing that cannot be healed. There's nothing that cannot be reconciled. Uh, there's nothing that cannot be, you know, redeemed. There's not, you know, you know, Jesus Christ, he, he doesn't just sort of save half of you and then leave you to figure out the other half of you on your own. But no, Jesus Christ, he saves the whole person. Uh, Jesus Christ doesn't give a halfway peace. Jesus Christ doesn't give a halfway healing. Jesus Christ doesn't give a halfway life. Uh, but friend, Jesus Christ, he gives it all. And, you know, you know everything, that's why, that's why I mean when I say everything can be answered and everything is answered, you know, in the real simplicity of, of living in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, so, friend, we need to be standing up and we need to be preaching this gospel. We, we don't need to be wringing our hands. Uh, we, we don't need to be afraid. We, we don't need to be sort of self-righteously judging, you know, all those wicked, crazy people out there. We, no, 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 no. You know, if you're in Christ, you were one of those wicked, crazy people out there. Uh, the church does not need to just sort of withdraw and uh, sort of say bad things, you know, about, you know, all of the social justice movement and, you know, the, the sexual movement and all of the political stuff. The church doesn't need to just sort of self-righteously sit there and, and judge that. But friend, you know, God so loved the world and he did something about it. Um, you know, God did come down. 
Uh, Jesus Christ emptied himself. He was born of a virgin. You know, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, he said things like, you know, I'm not come uh, for for the righteous, but I'm come for the sinners. You know, he's, you know, he's not come to save people who think they're okay. He's not come for people who say, who say, well, you know, I've got it all covered. I'm I'm fine. I'm great. I'm good. I'm dandy, and you know, um, you know, and all, all these other people are just stupid. Uh, but but no, he, he did not come for the self righteous. But no, he came for the sinner. He came for you know the the he, he came. You know, sinner is such a big word uh, because, you know, we all have that nature and uh, we all manifest it in our own unique ways, but it's all sin. It's all fallen. And, um, and friend, he came for the sinner, no matter what kind of sinner, no matter where that sinner comes from, no matter where that sinner, you know, is on the political scale, on the social, you know, just whatever. Um, he came for the sinner. Friend, and he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And that's love. That's that's God's love. He doesn't ignore it. Um, he, he's not tolerant of it. He's got a wrath on sin. And and hell is a real place. And and the final judgment is really gonna happen. And friend, you know, it's a time for, you know, right now, uh, for the church to stand up and preach. Um, because there's just so much spiritual upheaval out there too. Um, there, but it's a time for us who are in Christ to have that foundation, who have that relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. Who, who you know, we've been there. Uh, we we all remember what it was like to be lost. Uh, we all remember how we manifested the sin nature. Uh, we all remember, you know, how we were blasphemers. You know, how some of us were murderers, how, yes, some of us were racist. You know, yes, some of us, we used to be. Uh, we, you know, we were fornicators. Uh, we were thieves. We were liars. We were manipulators. We were blasphemers. Um, we, we were that. You know, and, there, and there's a real reality. You know, Paul, you know, Paul wrote, you know, um, you know, Book of Philippians. Um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, you know, with fear and trembling. Uh, because, friend, you know, if, if it wasn't for Jesus, if it wasn't for the blood, if it wasn't for him stepping in and becoming our sin, if it wasn't for him dying, if it wasn't for him rising again, if it wasn't for the will of God to be merciful and for the will of God to provide for, for himself a sacrifice, you know, God provided that so, you know, John would write, you know, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins uh, because either way, sin's going to be judged. What did God do? God provided himself with a sacrifice. He, and, that, and that's what he did with Jesus. And that's what he did when Jesus became your sin on the cross and God poured out his wrath on Jesus because in God... There's this mercy. In God, there's this long-suffering. In God, there's this goodness. And in and, and God, there's this justice. And so, so God provided an acceptable sacrifice in his own sight for you so that, so that Jesus' blood could answer for your sin, so that your blood would not have to answer for your sin, because God loves you. And anybody who goes into hell, anybody who goes into hell, 
uh, we'll have to push past the cross. They'll have to push past all of the witnesses, you know, all the crowd of witnesses. Uh, they'll have to put, push past silly little people like me who who preach the gospel, you know, who God puts you in, into your life for you to hear this. Um, he, he, you're going to have to push past the empty tomb. Anybody who goes in, into hell is going to have to willingly blind, you know, they, they go into hell despite everything that God did. Despite God stepping in and becoming sin, I'll remind you that sin is an offense to him, uh, but he became your sin so that he could die in your place. His death becomes your death. His blood becomes your blood. His resurrection becomes your blood. It all happens by faith. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. We're saved by faith and not by our works, not by the things we do, not by the things we don't do, um, but we're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. And friend, that answers everything. That answers everything. Because in Christ, you know, um, in Christ, things are different. You know, in Christ, you know, we have this faith, and this faith leads us. You, know, you can look in the book of James. Um, faith without works is dead. And so this faith leads us to do good works. This faith leads us to do godly things. And this faith leads us to worship his faith leads us to assemble ourselves together as the church, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. This faith leads us to minister. This faith leads us to, to evangelism. This faith leads us to being the light of the world. This faith leads us to prayer. Uh, this faith leads us to you know, ministering in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, in charity, in faith, in patience, and, and in mercy. And in grace, you know, this faith leads us to, um, to all of these things. But faith without works is dead. And, this, and, and by faith, you know, we have this emotional healing that goes on. We have the scars, you know, that we have the consequences of our sins. And there's nothing that the Lord can't handle here, friend. And so I say, you know, uh, yeah, Jesus does have the answer to everything. And, you know, you know if I can... You know, maybe come back to Revelation 1.9 here. Uh, there's no indication, you know, um, John himself, he introduces himself as a brother. He introduces himself as a companion in tribulation because at the, at the time, now, there was a lot of tribulation going on and, and it, was, it was all coming through the old Roman Empire. In the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. And uh, there, there's no indication here that he had regret. There's no indication here that Jesus was an inconvenience to him. Uh, there's no indication here that, uh, that he just sort of wanted enough of Jesus to get him out of hell, uh, but he didn't want the rest. Uh, there, there's, there's no indication. And, uh, and friend, you know, Jesus Christ, he is Lord. Jesus Christ, um, he's a Savior. And, you know, God is love. God, you know, he's holy. He's just. He's good. He's true. He's full of mercy. Um, he's, he's slow to anger. Uh, he's, he, he's pure. He's true. He's faithful. And, and friend, um, he's not an inconvenience. And, um, and, and there are a lot of people out there, and, and they just kind of want to seem to want enough of Jesus to get him 
to get them out of hell. They want to kind of sprinkle Jesus on their life. Uh, but but all that other stuff, you know, with the Holy Spirit and with, you know, um, faith leading to works and with the healing and with, um, you know, the church's call and responsibility before God to be the light of the world, uh, to, to, to be um, evangelists, uh, the, the church's call to be sought, uh, the prayer, uh, the worship, the healing, you know, the taking up of your cross and the following after Jesus Christ and the sanctification and the growth in the Lord and all of that. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there, you know, just sort of like, yeah, I'm okay. And, and that's, and that's, you know, just very much a characteristic of our time, um, you know, being, um, um, it's a time of where there's a lot of apostasy. It's a time where there's a lot of lukewarmness. It's a time when the spirit of Antichrist uh, continues to be active. And you know, that's why I say it's, it's, there's a lot of spiritual stuff going on, uh, you know, in our time period as well here in America. And, um, and friend, you know, um, uh, church just got to stand up. And the church has just got to got to recognize and got to realize uh, that Jesus Christ, you know, he's not an inconvenience, but he's but he's the one we love. He's the one we love with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength. No matter what's going on, no matter what's not going on, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, he's the one we love. He, he and and we love him. Because he first loved us. Because none of us got born loving God. We got born in sin. Uh, we got born, you know, um, you know, a lot of people might want a religion. But, but friend, you start preaching Jesus Christ and you start showing them Jesus Christ. It's like, uh-oh, you know, and there's this big kind of conflict that happens sometimes. Um, but, um, but friend, you know, he's the one we love. And he loves us. And that's never going to change. And no matter what's going on. And so we need to stand up as the church and and preach. We need to stand up in church and worship. We need to we need to pray. Uh, we need to grow in the Lord. Uh, we we need to we need to get all the lukewarmness out of us. Um, we need to get all all that junk out of our lives. We need to stop using our flesh as a crutch. We need to stop using our past as a crutch. Uh, we need to start being we need to stop being intimidated. We need to stop being, um, you know, the 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 people who are just sort of cloistered away and they're kind of weird and they dress funny and they have funny little events sometimes. But no, um, no, we need to stand up and we need to stand up in a boldness. We need to stand up in a faith. Um, we need to stand up in, in, you know, full of faith, full of love, full of compassion, uh, full of truth, uh, full uh, and full of grace. And we need to preach Jesus. And, you know, we need to worship God, we need to obey God, and we need to preach Jesus. You know, and, um, and it's just, you know, like I said before, you know, what better time than the present in America uh, for the church to do that? And what better time if you're lost today, if you're not in Jesus Christ today, if uh, if right now, you know, if you were to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, if right now your blood would answer for your sin and you would be cast into a devil's hell, because that's real. You know, what better time than now uh, to, to, to call upon the name of the Lord? What better time than now to cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ be merciful to me, a sinner, and 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 come into that salvation and come in to Jesus Christ and and to have your sin be dealt with by God and and be dealt with in grace 
uh, because the blood of Jesus Christ avails for you. The blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient for you. Uh, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter who you've been, no matter who you've hurt, the blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient to cover your sin. And you can have the righteousness of Christ today. You can have eternal life today instead of eternal damnation. And, and you can have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places instead of every curse uh, every curse that God just just lays out you know the wrath of God is a real thing and eternity is a real thing you know and that's what we all face uh, because heaven and earth are going to pass away this word is not going to pass away uh, but but friend um, uh, you will have eternity and uh, it'll be eternity in Christ so it'll be eternity apart from Christ so it'll be eternity in heaven it'll be eternity in hell and Jesus Christ is the difference friend, um, put your faith in him and you'll find that he is a wonderful, merciful savior. Uh, but again, I do want to thank you so much uh, for listening today. And um, I want to, I do want to invite you to respond, you know, um, feel free to get in touch with us. Um, you know, hope the program's a blessing to you. And um, especially if, um, uh, if you've um, put your faith in Jesus Christ, if, if you've been lost and you've put your faith in Jesus Christ and you're saved, uh, friend, we'd love to be a continuing ministry to you. Um, uh, we're not sort of off on our own doing our own thing on the program here today, but we are a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle, and you can find uh, the church information at gbtministries.com. Um, you will see a phone number. You'll see an email address uh, for the church. You can feel free to get in touch with us that way, or you can get in touch with us directly here at Redeeming the Lost at iCloud.com. In any case, we would absolutely love to hear from you, and we'd love to be an ongoing ministry in your life. Uh, but I do want to thank you so much for joining me on the program today. Thank you for listening, um, and may the Lord richly, richly bless you uh, wherever you are in the world. Amen.